Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I am so excited that you're about to listen in on another episode of the Made Possible by podcast. I wanted to take a quick second to let you know exactly what we do. Made Possible by makes giving easy for community-minded businesses and provide a more effective way to share their stories of good. Now let's jump into the podcast. Hello, and thank you again for joining us for another conversation around good. I am Tracy with Made Possible By, and we love to make good loud. We love to share stories of individuals, businesses, organizations that are doing cool things in their community. And I'm so excited today because our guest is someone who does something cool that I, um, that I also do. She does it way, way better than I do, but um, I'm ex- it's fun when you find people, you know, your people, people who you do, do your same kind of thing. And Maddie, you are our second guest from Canada. Wow, that's really cool. I didn't know. I know. I love that we're telling stories from around the world. That's exciting to me that, you know, there's good that happens everywhere. So thank you for joining us today, Maddie. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me on. I'm, I'm so excited to chat with you today. It's so fun. So Maddie reached out to us on social media. And so you saw a previous podcast. Which podcast was that again? I don't remember. It was the one by Brent Allen. Actually. Oh, that's right. Okay. See, River Sports. That's right. So another water person. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I really enjoyed that episode. I was like, wow, Brent is such a cool guy. Like, he is so neat. Yeah. He is. He was out there last weekend. And I saw on social media that they were at cleaning up some more rivers, cleaning up all the trash out there. So shout out to you, Brent. Good job. Thank yes, you. Props. <laughs> okay. So I want to share uh, a little bit more about you. Do you mind that I call you Maddie? No. Yeah. Not okay, at all. Good. I like Maddie. It just sounds more <laughs> personal. There you go. Maddie is from Welland. Am I saying that right? Welland, Ontario. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a community in the heart of the Niagara region. I bet that's gorgeous up there. My goodness. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Maddie is the SUP Kids Camp Director at Paddle Niagara. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar with uh, what SUP means, that is Stand Up Paddleboard. And that's the unifier that Maddie and I have together in common is we love to paddleboard. Uh, Maddie studied at Brock University, and she started the Onboard Cancer Society fundraiser in 2014. She's going to tell us more about that. But that event has raised over $40,000 for Canadian cancer research, specifically for brain cancer research. Um, Maddie will be representing all Canadians. This is so exciting. In Hungary this June. I'm not sure when this is going to go out. It's April right now, but in June, your podcast might go out right about then. Um, in the ICF World Sup and Paddleboard Championships. How pumped are you for that? Oh, I'm I'm so beyond excited. Like I really hope that obviously with everything COVID that it settles down and we have the opportunity to go because as of now it's still very much up in the air. But if I do get to go and get to compete, I'm I'm going to be so honored to to represent my country again. So yeah, nice. Yeah. So why are they in Hungary? Why I don't when I think paddleboard, I do not think Hungary. Yeah, it's actually really funny. Um, a lot of people say that because Hungary is very much inland um, in Europe. But the really cool thing, actually, that a lot of people don't know is that Hungary is home to like one of the biggest freshwater lakes in the world. And um, the lake is just, it's stunning. And Hungary um, truly kicks butt in competition for sprint canoe, kayak, those kinds of paddle sports. 
And so now it's just kind of like an opportunity for Hungary to showcase that we have amazing athletes in stand-up paddleboarding as well. So can we please host uh, the world here? So yeah, nice. the ICF chose Hungary and we couldn't be more excited. So. Okay. That's, and then you get to go to Europe. So there you go. I'm not going to complain about that. No, so, <laughs> not at all. I know. So in 2016, Maddie began um, sup racing and has been forever changed by the competitive side of the sport. In 2017, she claimed the Ontario SUP Series overall open female category winner, as well as the MVP, I like that, most valued paddler, uh, award on her onboard efforts for the fundraiser that she started. At the end of the season, she signed on as a team rider with Starboard, one of the world's leading SUP companies. And in 2018, she made an even bigger statement, winning the overall elite female category with the Ontario SUP, Ontario SUP Series, as well as taking the overall win in the yellow jersey at the 2018 and 2019 Mammoth Race in Toronto. My goodness, girl, you're just and it, and we're, we're going to hear about this more in a minute. I'm jumping ahead of myself. Um, so you are definitely out there doing. The paddleboard thing. So we were talking about this offline before we started. I use my paddleboard as my escape. I call it my own little private island so I can get out there. I can paddle around and get some exercise and do my thing. But I'll go find a little spot and take a nap or read a book. Or sometimes I do some work, actually. I have a waterproof bag that I put my phone in and my notebook in. And I'll, sometimes I have these great revelations while I'm out there paddling. And you have to stop and write them down. Or I listen to a podcast. Maddie is out there kicking butt, out there every day training, uh, doing completely different, but still enjoying her paddleboard. So I love your style. That's awesome. I want to list some of your sponsors, and then we're going to talk about how you got started. So she has a lot of sponsors. Um, Starboard Sup, Beast Shakes, Hammer Nutrition Canada, the Sup Stick. What the heck is a Sup Stick? The Substick, actually, yeah, really cool. Um, Canadian entrepreneur Joel um, came up with this idea of um, a kind of on-land paddling with a stick, um, but it's evolved from a lot of people using hand boards to go kind of, I'm going to say air quotes, like land paddling. And they would have a stick, but then use like a little bit of a rubber piece, like what you see on the end of a pogo stick, and attach it to the end of the stick. Um, and Joel saw people doing this and thought, well, it's kind of burning out people's shoulders using this stick that has no um, bounce or, or traction to it. So he created his own um, kind of on land paddle, I guess you'd call it. So it's a sub stick. So you can go stand up paddling, but on, on the land. So. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, paddle Niagara is also a sponsor. Surf the Great, Surf Ontario, and Paddle Logger. Uh, so Maddie, you are a beast out there in the sub community and I'm so excited to hear more of your story. So share with us before we talk about how you got started, tell us something um, unique about you because we've already heard something really unique about you, something different and something that brought you joy this week. Ooh, okay. Something unique about me. I think a lot of people don't know. I actually love Sudoku. Like I'm not bad. Really? <laughs> yeah. So when I'm not, um, yeah, training like a beast, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm sitting in your brain. Yeah. I'm chilling out with a puzzle. So. <laughs> okay. Keeping your brain sharp. I like it. Yeah. I, I can't do those. I just, I have no head for numbers. I just don't. <laughs> 
I'm dyslexic. And so my husband makes a joke about me never doing our accounting because I'm the dyslexic accountant and it would never work. So yeah, good for you doing Sudoku. That's oh, great. Thank you. So what brought you joy this week? Um, something that brought me a lot of joy this week was on Friday, I actually received an email from school. So from Brock University um, saying that I won uh, funding for my research project for my master's. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, this is so cool. Like, literally this just happened like three days ago oh congratulations uh, that's so exciting thank you so much um i'm researching a kids camp called sup kids and i'm researching that if that camp allows children to become stewards of the environment after they're done participating in the camp so is it enough to empower children to want to do better for our planet want to take care of our environment and most especially take care of a place that they're playing in that's bringing them lots of joy and, and happiness. So um, nice. yeah, it's been quite a lot of fun to, to research and to study and I'm almost yeah. done. So <laughs> that's great. So you're with kids a lot then, right? As the director out there. So you enjoy children? Oh, I, I love kids. My, my mom's a grade one teacher and I, I truly think I got that passion from her to be around young people and, and have a mind like them and just look at the world with like a fresh set of eyes. Like kids teach you so much and, and I'm always learning from them. So I think that's yeah. why I love being with them. Oh, that's so cool. So I dropped my youngest off at childcare this morning and the little kids in his class, you know, they always have something to say. And I usually don't, I'm usually not showered in the morning when I do it. I'm usually, you know, coming straight from my workout and this morning I was showered and clean, so I can come look clean for you, Maddie. And this little girl walked up to me. She goes, wow, you have makeup on. <laughs> no filter. No filter. Kids have no filter. It's so great. Like, okay, I'm glad I'm not scaring you this morning. You know, they do. They just say whatever. And I love that. That's yeah. So tell us a story about how you first fell in love with the paddleboard, how you saw it. And I love that story. We've talked about it before. So share it with our listeners. Yes. So I first saw it in 2007. So I believe I was about 10 years old. And my parents and I went up north to our uh, family cottage called Sobble Beach on Lake Huron. And we saw these two men one day just going out for a paddle. They were walking their boards across the beach. And my family and I looked at them and we were like, what are those things? Like we had never seen anything remotely close to um, something that looked like a stand-up paddleboard. And I remember being a kid at the time seeing them. They were they were so yellow. And I was like, are those bananas? Are those giant bananas? Like what, what are those? Um, so they went out for their paddle and we could kind of see them close to the shore. And, and my mom looked at me and she said, Maddie, like when they come back in, you should ask them what they are. And at first I was like, no way. Like I'm, I'm a small kid. These are like strangers. Like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to go up to them. And my mom actually said to me like, Maddie, if you don't, you will, you'll regret that. And I was like, okay, so here we go. So <laughs> when they came in from their paddle, I, I, I'll never forget my brother and I going up to them and saying, Hey, what are those? And they looked at us and they said, oh, these are stand-up paddle boards. Would you like to try? And that question has just forever changed the course of my life because shortly after that, we were able to, to stand on them. Uh, there's a very old picture, actually, of, of me and my brother on, on the first one. And it's, it was pretty cool. Like, I'm holding a paddle and standing at the front and he's kind of chilling, sitting on the back. And uh, just, yeah, that moment was, was truly life-changing to, to see the water 
below me, how crystal clear it was to see the horizon. And, and I think because I was so small, like I, I just loved having this viewpoint of standing on the board. And I, I begged my parents to buy me a board after that, like for years when, <laughs> after we got home from that trip, it was a, a passion project for sure. <laughs> nice. Nice. Well, I would love to come up to Canada and paddle with you because I'm in Oklahoma and our water is not clear at all. <laughs> we really? have red dirt here. Oh my gosh. No, no. Way. no, you can't see. And I actually went, I brought my, I try to bring it wherever I go. And we were in Alabama and the ocean was too crazy to get on it that day. And so I got in this little um, reservoir and the water was black. Like I was afraid of what was underneath. I mean, I'm like, I don't know what is like the creature from the black lagoon. I mean, what's going on here? Cause normally I'll jump in and swim, you know, when we go to Arkansas or Florida or whatever, but no, I was not getting in that water that day. So I would love to come up to Canada and check out your crystal clear water. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the great lakes are such a treat to, to paddle on. So yeah, if you're ever around Ontario, please come up. <laughs> nice. Are you guys open yet? Is Canada letting people in yet? I, I don't think so. I think okay. our borders are still closed. Okay. Yeah. It'll be a while. It'll be a while. So <laughs> listeners, if you're out there, what you can take from this story that Maddie just shared is you never know. You never know what situation is going to dramatically change your life and bring something new in your world that's going to bring you so much joy and fulfillment. So I love that you're on family vacation. And what do you know? Your yeah. world is changed. Absolutely. I, I love I, I love that you said that, too, because I, I love sharing that point. Right. Like if I could go back and and tell those two men, I have no idea who they are now. But if yeah. I could tell them, like, yeah. literally change the course of my life, like that would be so cool. So it's yeah, the, the small precious moments in life, I think, count for a lot. So. Absolutely. You just mm -hmm. never know. So you sent me a couple pictures and one of them, you have a board that is crazy long. Is that a board that you normally use? Because mine is not even remotely that long. <laughs> yes, yes. So that that long board that is honestly what I spend 99.9% of my my time on now um because that is my race board and race boards are 14 feet long. So um it's actually been quite interesting for female athletes specifically because when I first got into racing, we were only allowed to race on 126 uh boards and men were allowed to race on 14 and women were kind of chilling, we're sitting back and we're like, "Well, hey, like 14 foot boards are way longer and they're faster. Uh, they're more aerodynamic. You can pick up a lot of speed in the water. So why, why can't we ride them? So we kind of caused quite a stir. And then I think in my third year of racing, I saw the change that women were allowed to ride 14 foot. So uh, nice. yeah, it's, it's a great board. It's so much fun to ride. I love it. Quality. We want to see that equality. So my whiteboard is an inflatable board, but it's made of that really, um, it's military equipment. Like you couldn't tell when you're standing on it, that's an inflatable. I mean, it's really tough, mm -hmm. but it's still heavy to carry in. I can't imagine how heavy a 14, I mean, yours isn't, a, isn't inflatable, right? No. Yeah. Mine's a hard board. Okay. That's yeah. gotta be pretty heavy to carry. It, you know what? Actually, shockingly, it's, it's not too heavy. It's about, um, 23 pounds I believe so okay. well, that's not horrible yeah okay. but if the wind is blowing you're that's going to be a big old kite <laughs> and, and pull you out 
Oh, oh yeah. There's been times like where, where we start off some downwind paddles and like just to get your board off the car and like to the water is a challenge. But once you're on the water, you're fine. But yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. No, I live in Oklahoma. It's always windy here. And sometimes you just have to, it's, you're like you said, it's harder to get it in the water than <laughs> once you're there, you're all good. But getting it there. Absolutely. Okay. Tell us about this World Sup event and how you're preparing for that. Mm-hmm. Yes. So actually really cool before I got offered to compete for Team Canada at the ICF World Sup Championships in Hungary, I actually had the opportunity to compete for Team Canada in 2018 in China. And I learned so much from that experience. Like my eyes were like just completely wide open to what international competition is like, what it requires the the training for that. So I've taken so many lessons from that first international competition to to this one. So now, um, I guess just kind of generally, I can say I'm I'm training twice a day most days. Um, if not, then it's it's working on my master's <laughs> degree. So keeping up with school, um, lots of stretching, lots of yoga, lots of calming, relaxation uh, practices, and breathing techniques. Um, all to yeah, kind of get me to peak for um, for Hungary. So um, we just found out last week that the ICF pushed the competition to September. Um, so it actually kind of like messed up my training schedule in a bit. That like I was planning to peak for June, um, but now that it's pushed to September, I, I actually have a little bit more time to work with, which is kind of nice. But um, yeah, yeah, lots of hard work, lots of time in the gym, on the water. Uh, technical skills, endurance skills, lots of things I'm I'm working on to get ready for Hungary. Okay, I saw one of your sponsors uh, gave you a bike, so you're cycling out there as well. So you're not just on the board; you're doing mm-hmm. yoga, doing lots of other things to get ready. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I love paddling, and and I'll always choose paddling as a training session over anything else. But but there are times where switching it up is really nice. So riding the bike or going for a run or doing something else is something different yeah okay so tell us about the competition in China again not another place I would think that you would do any paddleboarding tell us about that time oh China yeah China was just incredible like I I never imagined China to be a place that I would ever travel to in my whole life and and I joke about it with my friends because like I have a highly deathly allergic peanut allergy so we definitely thought that like you know Asia would never be somewhere I would end up but uh, still went anyway, and I'm still here, so <laughs> we we did good. Um, but yeah, the competition it was located on the very small island in China called Hanan, and we competed just outside of Sanya. So it was the South China Sea, and it was just stunning. Like there was palm trees everywhere. It was it was hot. I I felt like I was in Hawaii. Um, the water wasn't crystal clear, but but it was still blue. Um, you could see like mountains in the background and it was just such a truly once in a lifetime experience. Like I'm very grateful and very thankful that I got to go and and compete for Canada. Wow. I love that. You're just traveling the world with this crazy little, not little, long board. (laughs) (laughs) It's opening up the world for you. Okay. So talk to us about your onboard event, your cancer fundraising event. Where, what was the genesis of that? What brought that on that you wanted to do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so on on board, um, yeah, the idea of it came to me in 2000, 
13. Um, but prior to that, I actually lost two friends of mine to two different types of cancer in 2011. So I lost my next door neighbor. Her name was Lynn Lambert. She was 37 when she passed away in March of 2011 due to um, a rare form of skin cancer. And then later that same year, one of my high school classmates, her name was Julia Turner. Uh, she was 15 when she passed in December of 2011 uh, due to uh, glioblastoma, which is a very aggressive form of a brain tumor. And so like only being 15 at the time, losing two people to two different types of cancer, I just, I couldn't wrap my head around it. I, I couldn't believe that two people could, could pass away so young and, and to an illness. I, I always thought people were supposed to live and have, you know, long gray hair, <laughs> like grow old. Um, so to see two people die so young, it just was very traumatic. It was very shocking. Um, and I did not know what to do with myself after, <laughs> like, there was definitely a lot of, um, like dark days that, that followed, but I'm so thankful that I have the family that I have. And I'll never forget the day that my parents came up to me and they said, okay, Maddie, like, we understand that you're sad, but you, you need to stop being sad now. Like your friends would not want you to remember them like this. They would want you to continue to live your life, live it the best that you can and and honor them along the way because they both made such a huge impact in our community here um, in the city of Welland. And so when my parents told me that, I thought, yeah, we, we got to do something to, to give back to people who meant so much to our community. Um, so yeah, that was 2011. And then 2012... I truly believe that paddleboarding couldn't have come at a better time because that that following Christmas was when I received my first paddleboard. And that following spring, so then 2013, I took it out on the Welland Recreational Canal. And literally in that first paddle, it was like the idea just kind of came out of nowhere. It just hit me on the head like Sir Isaac Newton's apple. And I was like, Eureka, <laughs> um, like this is so cool. Like I can create a fundraiser out of what I'm standing on. And in Canada, for us specifically, I was always grown up with the idea of, of Terry Fox running across our country to raise funds for cancer research. And so I thought, why not, instead of running a distance, I can paddle a distance, um, like giving back in a very unique way that I don't think a lot of people have done. Um, because yeah, growing up again, I was never exposed to paddleboarding. I'd never seen it, never heard of it. And I didn't know if anybody else was doing anything like this. So I truly thought it was unique in itself to come up with that idea. And then I told my family about it that fall. And we launched our first onboard event in 2014. So. Nice. I love it. So now it's a yearly event that you do. Do you do it in the fall every year? Uh, we do it in the summer every year. It, it is an annual event. It, it is kind of funny in the sense that um, it's a running joke in my family that the first year I did it, I told myself, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to give back to Julia and Lynn and then make peace with it. You know, like this is my way to say goodbye. And this is my way of saying like, thank you for inspiring me. And thank you for being amazing human beings. And when I came back from the shore or when, when I came back to the shore after paddling, my friends came up to me and they're like, oh, can we join you next year? Can we, can we get involved next year? Like, how can we grow this? And so I looked at my parents and I said, okay, well, guess we have to do a second year. And so ever since then, it just kind of kept uh, spiraling into another year and another year. 
So now I've just given up and saying like, I'm never stopping. I'm just going to keep going (laughs) every year. So how many participants did you have last year? So, well, last year um, with COVID, uh, my family and I, we just did just the five of us. We did a small uh, paddle together. But the year before the pandemic, we actually reached 102 paddlers out on the water for the charity paddle, which was the most we've ever had. So That is super exciting. Nice. Uh, I love it. So everybody's getting sponsors to sponsor them for their distance. Um, actually, it's, it's kind of unique in, in the sense that um, when I invite people to come to the event, I, I actually tell them you can paddle for free and whatever donation that you can make um, as small or, or as big as you'd like, um, I'm okay with that. It's it's kind of more just about bringing community together because, you know, I, I love the messages that Julie and Lynn portrayed to the rest of our community and, and that's what they were about. They were about people first and having um, a sense of belonging. And so I always wanted on board to be like that as well. So it's it's great that we've raised so much money um, over these past eight years of, of running it. But yeah, when I get people to come out, it's not necessarily a, about the money. I, I just want people to come and paddleboard and, and have a great day. No, oh, that's great. I mean, that's it's less work that way in the sense that they can just donate something and don't have to go out and get sponsors to do it. Or they can do that if they felt like doing that. But the point is that it's people first. And I really appreciate that because that's, well, that goes straight into our next question about community. So what does community look like to you? How do you define community? How do I define community? That's, I love this question actually, because I think it's, it's so subjective, right? Like there's so many different definitions you could come up for it. But I think what I've seen just through my, my life experiences and, and especially in the paddling community is a bunch of people who are very like-minded and kind of want to work towards a similar goal and and whatever that goal may be. Um, I think obviously depends on the community, but yeah, I think overall just a bunch of people who are so passionate about something and and want to be together and and want to support each other and help each other get through um, the tough times, the good times. Um, yeah, and just living a, a great life together. Just having your people together. Absolutely, yeah. Having your people together, whether you're on the water or not. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I think it's as simple as that. <laughs> there you go. We like simple. We like simple. Hello, Tracy Walton here with Plenty Mercantile. We are a local, sustainable lifestyle store. We've been in business since 2012. We have locations in downtown Oklahoma City, in historic Automobile Alley. We also have a location in Spring Creek in Edmond and one as well in Chisholm Creek. Our downtown store offers a rooftop venue and warehouse for events. Our information and social media handles are available on our website, www.plentymercantile.com. We'd love to meet you. Please stop by and say hello. And as always, remember shopping all of our local retailers makes a big difference. We want to take a quick moment to thank our sponsor, Strategic Hype. When people ask you about your business, what do you say? How do you describe your products or services? Are you selling yourself short because you just can't put it into words? You're good at what you do, but it's not always easy to communicate how you're great at your work with simplicity. 
But now you have help. My friend Andrea at Strategic Hype will help you clarify your mission and communicate your value with a hype kit. This process will help you cut through the noise and share the best of what you do. Made Possible by recently brought Andrea on to create a hype kit for us, and I am so excited to see it based on other things I've seen her do for small businesses, large businesses, nonprofits, and churches. For details on all the good stuff you get out of this hype kit, email Andrea at strategic dash hype.com or reach out to us directly at made possible by dot us and we will get you connected a lot of businesses that sponsor you and they clearly see something in you i see it too you're just so cute (laughs) motivated and spiky you've got you've got a lot going on so is it how do you feel about businesses sharing their investments in the community or sharing their sponsorships. Do you think that that's okay for businesses to do? I, th- I think so. Actually, I, I genuinely do because I think 99.9% of the time, I think a lot of businesses have that business mindset in the sense that a lot of people might view them from the outside and think they're, they're promoting themselves. They're promoting um, making money because that's <laughs> the primary goal of most businesses. But I think um, showcasing those other ways that they're getting involved in the community and they're, they're spreading good, I think that kind of turns the table on their perspective of what other people might view them as. So I think it's actually a very smart way to promote themselves and to promote the good that they're doing in the community. Because I know a lot of businesses who are built upon that principle of giving back. It's not just about making money. It's about supporting people, supporting athletes. And um, uh, again, from what I've seen, like supporting cancer research. Um, I have some businesses who have been affected by cancer firsthand. And that's why they come to me and they say, we want to support you. Um, So yeah, if they have an opportunity to share that, I think they should. I think that needs to be known. Absolutely. Nice. Well, we agree with you because that's what we do. We love to help businesses share their stories of good because we feel like it inspires others to get out there and do their own good. Um, But exactly what you said as far as their community and their customers seeing them from a different light and thinking, okay, that this is how you choose to give back to your community. I appreciate that. I appreciate you investing in others. So awesome. Thank you. Yeah. I like that perspective. (laughs) So give us your... um, well, I want to ask you two questions here. What are you most excited about? And is Hungary, is that your biggest thing that's on the horizon for you? Or is there something even bigger, another competition? I mean, it's hard to beat the world competition, but <laughs> is there something else out there? Definitely, yes. Hungary is, is very much up there. Um, but funny enough, I think completing my master's at, at Brock University is just as, and if not, more exciting because I think for myself it's really cool to look back and think wow it's taken me two full years to answer one research question and and we're finally down to the wire so I'm very excited to finish my master's. Nice. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you not just ditching school now that you're a professional athlete you're still focusing on your brain and doing the other the other academic things. Good job. So what are you most excited about about the championships this year? Because you're, you're going back to Hungary, right? Because you were there previously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited, I think, for the long distance racing. Long distance is like, oh, my passion. I love it. Like, ask me to paddle for four or five hours. I'll do it. I love it. So um, when I was in China, I actually had to 
um, pull out of the distance competition because of, of injury. So I feel like going to Worlds and being able to compete in that is kind of my way of like coming back and being like, yeah, redemption. <laughs> so I'm very excited. Nice. So help us picture this. So it's it's like a starting line. Does everybody start at the same time? Are you guys just all standing next to each other and everybody just, they shoot the gun and you go? Yep. Yeah, most most races are uh, a running beach start. So yeah, you'll you'll all be lined up on the beach. You'll have your board in one hand, your paddle in the other. And usually when the horn blows, everybody's just sprinting towards the water. And then yeah, once you get on the water, you go. Um, and then the course layout just truly depends on on the local context. So I think Hungary, because it's one big giant lake, they could set up a buoy system, but I have a feeling it'll kind of just be more open ended, really, and just kind of like one big loop around <laughs> so okay yeah. so have you ever been knocked down on the way running into the water oh my goodness yes I have fallen I I hate falling and I and I don't know why because I was always taught like in my coaching that um you know if, if you're not falling you're not learning so um it, it is a good thing to fall but Oh yeah, I hate it. And I fall a lot, <laughs> especially when the conditions are wavy. Um, and, and if you have uh, what we call in, in racing, like side chop. Um, oh man, that's, it. yeah, I was going to say, especially in Oklahoma, if you're, <laughs> if you're on windy waters, yeah. you know, you probably know what that is too. But um, yeah, yeah. At buoy turns, choppy conditions, I, I fall, but I always try to get back up and, and keep going. And, and I've definitely gone into races where I've fallen many times I, I've got back up and I and I've won so not always falling in is a bad thing but yeah it's not my favorite when I do I get really mad I'm like oh my competitive fire comes out yes, no, I get it I get it yeah that side chop is a mean mean thing absolutely yeah, yeah. I, I hate it I literally hate yeah. it <laughs> I have days out here because we're in Oklahoma and we have the crazy wind that I have to go down to my knees to get in because the the taller you are, the more of a kite you are. And so I have to get down and, and really dig in some days to make it back. In fact, once the, it was so bad, I, a storm blew in when I was out there and I had to get off. <laughs> I'm in my swimsuit and it's actually in this neighborhood. And these, this sweet little older couple picked me up and drove me to my car so I could go back and get my board. But I, I literally could not beat the wind to get in and it just happens and you just roll with it. Oh, it does. Yeah. That, that happens so many times. I, I can't even tell you how many stories I can, I can probably say the same thing <laughs> where I've had to bail early or um, yeah, the weather just changes like so fast and you're not expecting it. And yeah, you just, you got to get off. <laughs> just, sometimes you just got to do it. I love that. If you're not falling, you're not learning because that's, that's life, right? That's life. Oh yeah, ab absolutely. Yeah. If you're not falling down, how else are you going to know how to get back up and, and keep going? Right. So that's great. Mm -hmm. So give us your um, motivational statement, your call to action. What do you want to leave us with today, Maddie? Ooh, that's, that's a great question. There's so many things <laughs> I think. Um, yeah, just in general, I think, you know, I, I I never grew up fully around the water, like paddling came to me a little bit later in life. And, and I think I love sharing the message with people that if you just have a passion, like whatever it is, and no matter like how early or how late you discover in life, I think just go after it, chase your dreams as cheesy as it sounds. And 
as long as you work hard each and every single day, it's, it's going to count. And um, like we said, you're, you're going to fall, <laughs> you're going to fall a lot, but it's the more the times you get back up that, that are going to count and are going to make this life so amazing and worth living. And every ounce of that journey is, is beautiful. So I think if any listeners are out there <laughs> having a passion, whether that be paddling or something else, I think just go for it. Like, don't hesitate. Just do it. Chase after whatever it is you're hoping for. Nice. I like that. Just get out there. You're going to fall. You're going to get wet. You're going to yeah. get dirty. <laughs> it's okay. You're going to get, get blown up. around. <laughs> That's right. You're going to get blown around in the wind. Just get up and do it. And try something new, right? Like we talked about earlier, you never know what is going to open your eyes to a completely new world that you didn't even know existed. So, but you got to get out of your bed. You know, you got to get moving. You got to be out in the world to discover those moments. So, yeah. Well, Maddie, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate you making the time and good luck. Keep us in the loop. Please tag us in your things so we can, we can follow your story. Actually, tell us, tell us how people can follow you. Yes, uh, absolutely. Seriously. Thank you so much for, for having me on the show today. That, that means a lot to me. Um, but yeah, so to follow me, I, I do have a website, um, www.maddieleblanc.com and it's just M-A-D-D-I, <laughs> uh, for Maddie. And, uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Maddie3Leblanc, um, Facebook, you can look up Maddie's Ride on Board. That's where you can find all the information for, uh, our fundraiser and the event for every single year. Um, again, with COVID, I have no idea how that's going to play out this year, uh, but you can follow all the updates there. And um, yeah, I think that's that's about it. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, we will reach out and reach out to Maddie if you have questions about paddleboarding or if you want to be a part of the onboard fundraiser. Um, you can paddle or ride your bike or walk your dog and just send money into cancer research and Maddie will get that taken care of for you. So thank you again, listeners for joining us for another conversation around good. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. So you never miss a story of good. We appreciate you get out there and you're going to get wet. You're going to fall down, but get out there and get up and do your own good. Thank you for joining us for another conversation around good. Hit that subscribe button so you never miss out on a story of good. Made Possible by makes giving easy for community-minded businesses and provides a better way to share their stories of good. Go to madepossibleby.us for more information or to sign up to be a guest on our podcast. Now, get out there and make good loud.